Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And Will, no funny quip from me today. I want to make this point. This is the first of 10 episodes in a row within just over a week of Track by Track to celebrate our third anniversary. Happy anniversary. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, well, yeah. And anniversary. An anniversary. And anniversary. Um, oh, yes. Well, and, yeah. yeah, and everyone else as well. Uh, now, this has been a real uh, a real labour of love, I have to say, to get all of this pulled together with the various collaborators and the fact we've, by and large, recorded this whole thing in person as well, which was something that was really important to us as well, because there's always there's that energy that you can't put your finger on. Yes, quite right. Also, of course, I've said it's first of 10 episodes. That is, of course, if you are one of our patrons you will get exclusive episodes, of course, an episode of our exclusive Patreon series, Further Listening, but also episodes like this, Steps, What the Future Holds Part 2, and St. Etienne, I've been trying to tell you, available to patrons on release day and available to others at a later date. Uh, we're also going to be offering, uh, just for Patreons over the next week, we've got an episode on Fox Space Alpha, from uh, debut album from St. Etienne, uh, Artful Dodgers uh, album, Scissor Sisters' second album, Tada, And Milo Zioto from Coldplay as well. Uh, don't worry if you're not a Patreon subscriber, you will still get some great episodes as well because we're also going to be talking Pet Shop Boys, Girls Aloud, and Tom Aspel is joining us to go track by track through Black Country Disco as well, which was a hoot. A real hoot. It's going to be one hell of a week. And what a way to kick it off, Will. We are going to be joined once again by Steps to talk about their new album, Twice within a year. Yeah, it's almost, it's a bit of deja vu. It doesn't feel like a year ago when we last caught up with the band, uh, when we were all separate. Um, yeah. That, Dan, that must have been a hell of an edit. Edit. It was a hell of a headache to edit. <laughs> this time, of course, it's a slightly different story. And also, we are on the run-up to Steps tour as well, which we are going to be at to hear some of the songs live from this album. And of course, from the first What the Future Holds album. I really don't know, and we talk about it in the episode I really don't know how they're going to pick the new songs and take out the old songs. Because there's now so many new songs with two albums worth. Uh, also, we probably didn't know what the future held a year ago when we first talked with them to watch what the future holds. With no idea at the time, they had another album up their sleeves. Yes, although one of our listeners did point out they hinted at it in that episode. I think someone let it slip by mistake. So do go back and check out that one if you haven't heard it yet. I, I, well, I need to go and listen to that, actually. No, you weren't listening, Will, and no surprises there. <laughs> uh, and Dan, why are we talking about What the Future Holds Part 2 today? Because it's out today! <laughs> if you are a patron listening on release day. Uh, also, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'd normally do this at the end, but we'd love to hear from you. Have you. Are you an owner of What the Future Holds Part 2? Have you invested in some of the many different bundles, uh, individually signed options, uh, extra content options as well. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, do let us know at Track by Track UK on the socials or on the comments on the Patreon post. So, shall we? We've got a lot to get through. <laughs> Part two. And if it was anything like last time, they've got a lot to say for themselves. Good. So let's hand over to ourselves and Steps to see what the past held.
So we are back with Steps on Track by Track, and we are joined today by Faye, Lee and Lisa. Hello! Less than a year since the last episode, and guys, it's less than a year since your last album. Lee, it must have been a real whirlwind year for you. It's Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy year for all of us, I think. Lots and lots going on. We've obviously had to stop certain plans that were going to happen pre-COVID, change a lot of things around. And we're here now with What the Future Holds Part 2, a uh, new single out, and obviously a tour at the end of the year, which is fantastic. And when we spoke a, a year ago, uh, I think it was alluded to that there might be more to come from the What the Future Holds era. Was it in your minds back then that we were going to get another album or was it something that was maybe more tracks but not necessarily another whole record? I don't know, really. We we worked so hard on what the future holds um, and that did so well, um, especially having that initial song from Sia, um, which I think launched this whole sort of direction and project for us. And like I said, that was all meant to have come with a tour and everything else and we kind of are where we are now in this second Second album, What the Future Holds Part 2, clever title, as I'm sure you'll agree. <laughs> it took us ages to get to that, though, didn't it? It was months, months and months. Um, yeah, we, what the know, future we... still holds. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And the rest. I think, I think I that one. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> but yeah, we know we're, we're pleased to be where we are. We're pleased to have the tracks that we've got. Um, and hopefully that everybody out there is, is going to love it. You know, there's something for everyone, I think, on this album. you got your ballads you've got your tempos you've got your classic steps you've got the nods to the future and you know the nostalgia of the past within there which we've always wanted to keep and you know the special little ones like the five star cover for example and we can't wait to go into detail on that five star cover as well because that is just <laughs> I'll, I'll bite my tongue for now because there's a lot to talk about with that one Maybe. um and of course uh Faye, the tour was announced last year and it felt like such a long time to go to wait for that it's now it's only a couple of months away have you started preparations for the tour yet oh absolutely um we're really um excited to be uh sort of locking down all the last bits of scenery and lighting and effects and ideas and creatives um costumes i mean it's a really lovely time we don't actually get physically in the room um for another few weeks yet um but it's just really lovely to see it all taking shape and it's really happening and Faye, how prominent are some of the tracks from What the Future Holds Part 2 on the tour? So what we like to deliver on uh, each of our tours is as many tracks as we can, right from the beginning, from the classic ones to present day. So obviously some are going to feature more than others from different albums, um, but we're definitely going to be uh, performing some favourite fan tracks i'm trying to say that really carefully because i don't want to disappoint anybody um but we know that things uh, the tracks people have been excited about will be there that's so vague <laughs> basically you're not we're not telling you anything <laughs> go buy the tickets go to the tour that's it, that's it, that's it. and it's been a strange 18 months or so for everyone, of course, and it was still when we were talking uh, last year. I think in Steps World, one of the most bonkers things was uh, the time when Lisa, when you were stuck in Dubai during the promo for a single, I've just got to say, it's so nice to have all of Steps back together again. Yay. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was tricky. Obviously, it's been a difficult time for everyone around the world. And um, yeah, I think it's obviously travel was affected amongst other things. So I couldn't actually jump on a plane and, and join my fellow steppers. So we had to be creative with um, 
lots of, you know, technology and ideas. And we've got a great team. So it all came together in the end. Thank goodness for Zoom and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's let's get stuck into the album proper. So, and it's side one, track one, Take Me For A Ride. So that was Take Me For A Ride. Lee, this was the first piece of new music that we heard from Steps for What The Future Holds Part 2. Was it always intended to be the lead single from this album? I think actually, Take Me For A Ride, yeah, I think it was. I think it's very similar vein to What The Future Holds when we first heard that track um, before other tracks, which, like I said, it kind of launched the direction um, back with What The Future Holds album. And then with this one, Take Me For A Ride, it, it just had that, it just ticked all the boxes, you know, and, and I think it ticked all the boxes because we kind of went back to working with um, Mark and Carl from the early days of Steps that obviously were the writers of, you know, One for Sorrow, Stomp and Deeper Shade of Blue, that type of thing. So they kind of really know what we're about. They know what works and they've created this amazing track, Take Me For A Ride, um, that we've literally got the video done. We've got the single out there now. Um, Such an earworm as well, isn't it? It really mm. is. And, and we're very proud of it, you know, and, but for all the people out there, I wonder where you wonder, wonder where you go. That's 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 the lyric. You know, no one can kind of seem to do that. <laughs> but that's what it is. <laughs> it's just that whole, uh, you spoke about it with the last album, but it continues with this one, of course, because we are now even further in the future. But one foot in the past and one foot in the future. It's your classic step songwriters, but it sounds so contemporary. And the sound of now, I think the sound of steps now, I should say, um, is is a very different sound as well. And this is, yeah, such a great song to kick off this this. The second part of the era, I should say. Yeah. Definitely. Glad you like it. <laughs> there are there are some great remixes, like Initial Talk, which is a huge remixer and producer now. Um, and it doesn't feel like you've got a hit single unless Initial Talk has remixed it at the moment. Um, that sounds great. Are there any more remixes to come? Because there's always been a few that have kind of come a little bit later as a little nice surprise. Uh, anything more to come? Well, with our um, individual collectible uh, albums of what Future Holds Part 2, um, we have um, different remixes. There's like one on each yeah. person's CD that you can go and uh, discover. And as it's well, a different you know? one, isn't it, on each yeah. CD? We're trying to drip feed you them all. With <laughs> yeah. All the info, all the And music. you also get private messages as well from each of us on our individual CDs, which is a nice touch, I think. And was that was that uh, that was it was a lovely touch, like seeing those covers, the in, of five individual covers, um, and I'm sure that's not in any way competitive at all as to. I think it's more about the fans and they can have the full set. Mm. I think, you know, that, that was the angle. We I'm were just really to. glad all mine sold out first. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to talk about the video as well. Such uh, an incredible video for this one. Almost like Deeper Shade of Blue Part 2. That's the vibe I'm getting from this one. Lots of people have kind of commented on that. I think it's obviously the blue colour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's the outfits though, isn't it? Like yeah. with what Faye and H are wearing as well. There's maybe a nod to that in them. 
I think um, for me, the way it was filmed, just like in a big open space, um, you know, the changes of the colours, the lights, the, the angles of the way the choreography was done, I think it's more a, a step on from something in your eyes, to be honest. Yeah. That's the way I see it. And I love the the choreography in this one. Of course, we know steps for the dance moves, but it, this almost feels like something different. Certainly in the video, it feels like almost like kind of interpretive or something like that. I agree. I think, um, you know, from our point of view as well, it's really nice for us to experiment with different musical styles. Um, and obviously, as you said, with the choreography, I think it's not always what people expect from steps because normally it'd be, um, you know, a very kind of up-tempo pop in your face uh, pop song but this is a bit cooler it's got the 80s vibe and we didn't always smile in the video so I quite enjoyed that <laughs> we were a bit moody and that, that that's quite new for us so I quite enjoyed yeah that was that was fun <laughs> so, so the, what the future holds is emo steps on the next album yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to track two then this one we might recognize it's heartbreak in the city with Michelle Visage So, Faye, heartbreak in this city there, and of course, uh, a familiar name on there, but also a bit of a pal of yours as well. Is that right? She is. Um, so, the whole collaboration came about, I guess, because um, when I did Strictly, I was partnered with Giovanni, and then the following year, um, uh, Michelle partnered Giovanni, and I held out a baton and I kind of said, rooting for you guys, good luck. And the next thing I knew, um, Michelle was FaceTiming me. And we were um, just having the best time sort of watching the Strictly season and um, just bonded really. And she's become a very dear friend of mine. And during the um, promo of What the Future Holds Part One, we asked if she wouldn't mind hosting um, the Instagram Live with us. Um, and during that conversation, we said, oh yeah, you've got to come and work with us. You know, you throw these things around. But um, it was actually uh, after we got off the Instagram live that management said, do you think she would consider doing this? I think, you know, Heartbreak in the City is the perfect track. She loved that track. Um, and she immediately said yes. And just, it was an incredible passion project. So much fun. Um, and I gave her lots of my lives. <laughs> So <laughs> there you go, have them. It was yeah. actually we did um we did the Graham Norton show um and um it was so lovely to uh, sing live with her because both she and I also played Miss Hedge in um, everybody's talking about Jamie. So uh, we talked about performing and stuff like that. So it was just so much fun that it all sort of came round and um she ended up being Michelle from Steps for a little chapter. Oh. And with Michelle Visage, not too far away, you have RuPaul. And recent news, um, which was a really nice surprise to hear, is that you're going to be on the new season of Drag Race UK as well. Yeah, we are. I don't think it came directly from Michelle, to be honest. I think, you know, we got a phone call and we we're actually really uh, massively honoured to be invited to um, RuPaul um, and being big fans and walking straight into that work room and seeing it in real life, we were sort of fangirling and thinking it was incredible. 
Um, I'm just really proud to be um, a part of this incredible series. It's a good series. And so you're in fine company with the guests as well, because there's also Kathy Burke, Charity Shop Sue. I'm hoping that you might do a duet with one of those two next. I mean, I think we should definitely stick those on the list, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're on to track three now, and this is Wasted Tears. Faye, Wasted Tears there. This um, third track in, and this is kind of first taste of something completely new on the album that that we're hearing for the first time. And what's the story behind this track? Well, this is quite interesting because this could have actually become uh, one of the songs on um, What the Future Holds Part One. It was a touch and go with this, but we've got this amazing writer, Marlene Johansson. And um, she... And well, we, it's one of our slower tracks. It's, it's um, a ballad. Um, it's one of Claire's favorite songs, actually it was. And it, that's why it was kind of a hit and miss with the last mm. album, wasn't it? Um, just, yeah, nice big ballad for us. And as well on, on the writing team with this one, you've got uh, some of the team behind Don't Leave Us Halfway from What The Future Holds. And I think that that happens quite a lot in here. There's some new, uh, new writers, new contributors, but then some of the old as well. It really does tie the two albums together, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, we were looking to have um, the sounds marry up between both albums. But I think we're also um, enjoying having the creative teams around us that, you know, we're favouring now, who we're inviting to come back and submit songs or we're asking them to see if um, they can write something and tailor something for us for the future. So, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And I think that's why they blend so well together, these two albums. And lyrically, the song talks about wasted tears and nights crying over someone. We've all been there, of course. Um, We've all been there. We've all been there. But I have to say, Wasted Tears, part of me was a little bit like, sometimes you just can't beat a good cry. I have to ask all of you, are are you criers or or do you hold it in? Oh, Lee, what would you think? I don't know, really. Uh, For me personally, I think... I've become a crier. I've become someone at home who... Become a softer. No, not, I wouldn't say in public, but when, <laughs> when I'm at home, uh, definitely, you know, I can watch Surprise, Surprise from Silla Black and bloody cry. <laughs> you know, it, it's, get, it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> the wife will tell you I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an easy crier. She'll oh. see the little tears in my eyes. She'll be like, are you crying? I'm like, no, no, of course not. <laughs> I think, don't you think you you grow from, you know, those experiences? I think if you have cried over something or someone, it's then learning to sort of digest it and then move on from it as well. So it makes you a bigger and better person afterwards. And it's part of your experience and your journey, I guess. Definitely. For me, if I feel like I need a good cry, I'll just put Titanic on because I I cannot watch that without crying. No, is that the one? Really? Yeah, every... I mean, book it. (laughs) I'd, I'd, we can't get through an episode sometimes without you bursting into tears about something, Dan. <laughs> I'm a very emotional person. <laughs> so let's move on to track four then, and this is 100 Years of Winter. People give up, they never remain, they never stay together. 
that's 100 Years of Winter there. And Lee, quite a recognisable name uh, that's written this one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to um, take credit, but no, it's uh, Mr. Darren Hayes who is going to take credit for that, that we know from Savage Garden. Um, it's quite an honour, to be honest with you. I just love Savage Garden. I know. Mm. Back in the day. Well, His brilliant. voice is I remember just being at... Um, one of the awards, I don't know if it was a Brit Awards or if it was a Smash Hit Awards or something, and Savage Garden came on. I had to run round to the side of the stage to watch them. So just, I thought they are fantastic. I just had the album at that point. So to have, obviously, I think this is the second song he's actually given us as well. To have some songs from him is amazing. And it might sound a bit obvious. I think I'm stating the obvious today, but this definitely, to me, sounds like it could be a winter hit single. I can hear this being played on Radio 2. Would you be up for creating the sequel to the Heartbeat video for this one. Can you imagine doing a sequel to Heartbeat? That's, yeah, that's what Frank That's quite cool. Did. What, a sequel to Heartbeat? Silas, yeah. Oh, my. Apparently, it's already been mentioned. Yeah. I did not know about this. Silas. Great minds. The follow. Who, who would get kidnapped? That's what I want to know. We, you know, we're rescuing H, aren't we, in Heartbeat? Perhaps you could rescue Michelle Visage this time, mate. Do you think? <laughs> rescue Michelle. Yeah, she might like that. Who knows? Um... No, but you are right. It, it's a very sort of wintry feel, isn't it? Um, it's it's kind of beautifully mature, I think, for Steps as well. It's probably one of the most mature songs on the album. Um, obviously, Darren Hayes doing a fantastic job. Um, I, and I don't know. I think, you know, fingers crossed we'll, we'll do a good job with this one. Maybe it could be a single. Maybe it couldn't. But I think you're right that, you know, it's definitely got a, a time of year placement for it, hasn't it? Definitely. Just that dark synth pop sound. Again, like you said, Darren Hayes from Savage Garden got on to an incredible solo career, which at the minute I think he's having a bit of a break, but um, we're huge fans. So it's the combination for us as yeah, fans of both. It's phenomenal. And he shares the same birthday as H. Oh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so track five now, and this is Living in a Lie. So, living a lie there, and Lisa, this was a, a, a bit of this uh, went on online early on in the week, and there was a hugely positive outpouring for it, and I guess a lot of comparisons to ABBA drawn to it as well in its sound. Um, was that was that an intention there? Were you thinking like this was something that you wanted to be very much like in the kind of Swedish pop vein? So Living a Lie, yeah, I think it's a great follow-up to Something in Your Eyes. It was actually written by the, the same writers, Thomas Jason and Henrik Thiessen. And I think the wonderful thing is, at the time we recorded it, we, we weren't aware there was going to be an ABBA revival. So it's great timing um, for, you know, for, for us. I think the great thing about ABBA and the reason why Steps like to pay homage every now and again, once in a while, is because there's not many mixed bands out there um and so you know it, it works really well obviously steps we've got our lovely boys and, and the girls and so I, I think this works well and so we have to ask of course yes abba are back how excited were you about the news and also what do you think to the new tracks well i think it's wonderful news and um, we're all big abba fans so it's it's amazing and i think you know it's revolutionary what they're doing with their their virtual 
concerts and their avatars. So we'll, you know, we're going to be watching it really closely because it's really, it's really fascinating and interesting from a creative point of view as well. Just promise us though that you won't be doing steps avatars on the next tour. We need real steps live. Well, we can't, we can't promise that. <laughs> Maybe one day in the future, something. You know, it's interesting because I, I think people have had to be more creative um, with the pandemic. And people are coming out with some wonderful ideas. And, you know, I think this is, unfortunately, you know, sometimes things are going to evolve because of the situation. Um, but, you know, as we say, you can't beat a live audience. So we're, we're, still, we're still keeping it live. Good. So track six now, and this is A Million Years. So, Lisa, that's A Million Years there, written by Thomas Jeeson, again, uh, with many other writers on that one. But Thomas Jeeson, he has written 99 songs for uh, National Eurovision finals. I feel like you guys are just teasing us now. The question comes up over and over again. I think H is really pushing for steps at Eurovision. How much was he chomping at the bit when you recorded these two songs? I know, it's wonderful. As you said, it's the writers of the... Of- you know some of the biggest Eurovision songs and um, so it, we, we feel very blessed to have one of their songs well two on our album um, and I've got to say Million Years is my favourite I absolutely love it um, I love it when we do we go down the pop dance route because that's where my heart lies um, musically anyway so yeah H was very excited about this I think I think we all we all just loved it and thought it had to be on the album and I think when when fans hear this i think you know a lot of your fans love that sort of scandy dance pop they're just going to go crazy for it and you know is this a song i don't know where you're thinking around what you'll release next and what you're going to focus on next from the album but is this something that that maybe is in the mix for that we are discussing the the next singles and I, i think you know it's great to Kind of see how things play out as well and see what the fans reaction is so we, you know we do enjoy doing that as well i think the great thing as well with a million years and with uh one of the tracks coming up later is that and as with something in your eyes uh, last year not to be too harsh uh, on any other artist but it's a great example of steps taking a song that's maybe not so well known in the uk and then just kind of putting the steps stamp on it and taking it to a wider audience because you get such a strong reaction from those songs. I mean, something in your eyes, the fans went wild for it, even if they knew the original. Well, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, we like to make the songs our own. I think steps have got a very unique sound. And people say to me when they hear us on the radio, they they instantly know it's steps even before the the DJ or presenter has um, has said that it. It is one of our songs. So I think it's great. We know we've got a, a great sound. Uh, our voices blend really well together. We know the kind of songs that we think our fans would would love. Um, you know, we like having anthemic choruses and key changes and bittersweet vocals. So, you know, we've, we've got our formula and um, yeah, it seems to be working well. Well, we certainly like it. Thank you. <laughs> so track number seven now, uh, and this is Trouble and Love. Oh, you look like Trouble, unbelievable trouble. I just wanna be by your side. Yeah, you look like trouble. Come and get me in trouble. So 
So Trouble in Love, um, I think you can really uh, recognise uh, the writers on this one. This was um, Carl Ryder and Fiona Bevan, um, who wrote on uh, our previous album, um, well, in fact, Tears in the Dance Floor, Scared of the Dark, um, was one of the biggest and my most favourite songs. So every time um, Carl Ryder and Fiona Bevan pop up in the mix with songs, um, I'm always intrigued to hear what they're going to come up with next. Um, but th this one I feel is really light-hearted. Um, they also wrote um, Neon Blue um, as well. But this Trouble in Love, it's kind of, it sounds a little bit different, don't you think, um, compared to the other songs on yeah. this album? It's got more of a, I don't know how to describe the production of the um, music, but this, I, I really like it. I think it stands out and it makes my ears prick up and it's really cute sort of uh, lyrically. It's, um, yeah, I really like this one. It's very playful and it's yeah. it's one of the tracks, one of my favourites on the album because it it kind of comes midway in the album and it is, it's really fun. And like you say, you can't quite put your finger on it, but it's just it's got a different sound and a different feel. Yeah. And when you mentioned like Scared of the Dark and Neon Blue, exactly the same thing for those songs as well. So it's a great writing partnership there, I think. Maybe it's like... Um... <laughs> a light relief sort of to make that nice yes. roller coaster and the different sounds on the um, album so that's yeah I think that's why I enjoy these it's got a fantastic chorus and just the whole kind of lines around trouble unbelievable trouble and just the the oh I don't know how what, how, what you would call it but just the way that flows it's just yeah it's, it's really different feels really different it was a fun one to sing actually and we get a key change on this one as well which is always well yeah we love it <laughs> <laughs> There's not a key change. It's not on. No, exactly. Uh, great title as well, Trouble and Love. I think it's a great title. It's a shame that they kind of do go hand in hand sometimes, but it yeah, works on the song. Very true. <laughs> so track eight next, and this is Victorious. Together we will grow much stronger and stronger we will stay Be strong, and we need to be brave, and we need to be brave. And we gotta be strong, forever victorious. Yes, so again, another track that was um, produced by the alias and Pete Hoffman. They, I just think, you know, they they just get steps. Um, they're fantastic producers and they're great to work with. And we had additional production by John Dixon, Seventh Heaven, who I'm just a massive fan of everything he does. You know, very, very talented um, the people we have working on the album. And the writers, again, um, wrote for Eurovision. You know, we've got big Eurovision writers, um, Manly Webb, um, we've got Dino, Richard Edwards. Um, so, you know, it's really great collection of writers and I do always feel very lucky that we're in a position now where we we work with so many writers you know we're not limited or tied to to say you know one one set of writers we can reach out put the brief out there and, and work with people all over the world and on this album alongside Victorious and most of the other tracks you know every track feels quite epic huge production 
you know, a lot of real bangers on on the album. It and the last two albums, it's not felt like there were so many kind of quieter, low key moments. And even when you have a ballad, it's something that's a bit more mid tempo, still with some you know synth beat to it. Is that again part of your kind of steps formula where you think we need to make each song huge and stand alone? Yeah, I, I think you're right, and I, I think it's important to to make each song as strong as it can be rather than yes it is a collective at the end of the day but they can all stand up um individually as tracks and for me victorious is, is one of my faves on the album um i just wanted to play it over and over when i when i heard the demo and it's you know it's completely a bit of me i just love the fact it's so it's got this big anthemic chorus uplifting vocals um it's got a fantastic beat and it just makes me want to dance. So I hope people are, are going to be dancing along to it when they're listening at home. I think one of my favourite parts of this one, and you hear it in a couple of songs as well, is when, as the middle eight comes in, you really get to, it kind of strips down a little bit and you get to hear your five voices. And I think, as we've said just in the last few minutes, we know steps for big bangers, but when it comes down to it and we hear those five incredible singers, that's a real special moment for the fans. Oh, thank you, Dan. You know, I, I think you're right. And it's um, what's lovely now is that we're all featuring on this album. Um, you know, we, we've got the boys, um, as we said earlier, with the 100 Years of Winter. And, it, you know, it, it's so lovely for everyone to be heard. And, and it, it should be that way. And I think the nice thing is it's, we're supportive of each other behind the scenes. So, you know, the girls will be saying, boys, you know, let's get you on a track. And, you know, rather than, oh, you know, I want to sing this or, you know, I want to sing that. It, it's actually, it, it, you know, it's, it's different. It's really nice to, um, to kind of get that balance. And that's what we all want. So track number nine now, and this is Kiss of Life. Give me the kiss of life. My is running out inside. So kiss me So that's track nine, Kiss of Life. This is one of those tracks that has kind of that slow, almost false start, but I felt like there's anticipation with this one. I was just waiting for it all to go off. <laughs> off to kick off in Steps World <laughs> with the Kiss of Life. Yeah, great track produced by the alias. Um, yeah, I think you're right. There's there's something about it. But this is um, the writers of these are all sort of young, fresh, new up and coming writers. Sarah Ann Mathers and Bendik Muller. Um, you know, so it's... It's kind of new for us to work with them, but a great song. I don't know, there's something about this. I don't know if I'm making this up my head or what, but it's almost like got a progression to Firefly from Tears on the Dance Floor. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's some sort of synth sound in it or there's something there. But uh, maybe you can go back and listen to that and see if you know you understand what I'm talking about. But yeah, great track. Um, I like it. Obviously, I like it. It's on the album. <laughs> But uh, I think Claire likes this one as well, doesn't she? I think this is another one yeah, like of Claire's. Liza likes this one. Fan Liza's a fan. Um, but yeah, just generally a good track um, on a great album. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And Lee, whilst whilst we've got you here, we how is fatherhood? How is it? How is life at home now for you? It must be with this going on uh, as well. Pretty hectic. 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm absolutely loving being a dad. Obviously, wanted it for a long time. And it's just brilliant. Um, what can I say? I've got a fantastic wife who's doing a great job. But the timing isn't great, <laughs> let's say, with the band <laughs> and the baby. But that's what comes to test us. You know, these things happen. Mm. And we've got a great supportive team around us in with the band and management and also with family and the wife. Um, Leo, he is brilliant. He's doing great. And yeah, it's just, it's challenging, but wonderful times, to be honest with you. And I'm glad it's there. I wouldn't change it. Amazing. So track number 10 next, and this is Hi. 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 Yeah, you take me so So, Lisa, we talked before about how there's not so many kind of real stripped ballads in this one. I feel like this might be that one big ballad on the album. Yes, I, I, I think you're right, Don. And um, it, as soon as we heard it again, you know, with, with, the, with the intro, um, it just it reminded us all. It's a bit like The Greatest Show. You know, it's, it's, um, it's definitely a bit more of a musical theatre style for us. Um, and so I think it's really nice, it's really fun for us to do something a bit more. You know, we're all theatrical and, you know, we all love performing. And I think you can imagine if we were to do this on tour, you, know, you could have a lot of fun with the, with the visuals and, and have it very theatrical. Um, and I, just, I think it's a beautiful song. I, I, again, this is one of my favourites, actually. And a great writing team on this one as well. You've got Dan Olsen, who has worked with the likes of Linda Perry and Rob Davis. Uh, and also uh, Chris Wall, I uh, hope I'm saying that right, who, of course, uh, worked on One Touch from the last album as well. Have, yeah. you, got, have you got a wish list, if you could have any songwriter uh, to contribute a song for the Next Steps album? Is there anyone that you haven't worked with yet? I really love Clean Bandit. So, and they do lots of collaborations and they've had some great big um, uplifting records. So I think, I think that would be really cool. I, I'm completely here for that that'd be amazing <laughs> <laughs> well we'll put it out there Dan let, let's uh let's hope they're listening <laughs> I'm sure they're, they're regular listeners they'll be listening <laughs> brilliant so we're on to the last track proper on the album uh and this is The Slightest Touch Slightest touch. This was a passion project. We've been wanting to record a five star song for a long, long time. It was very difficult to choose um, which one, um, but um, I think we made the right decision. It's um, such a banger. The original was such a banger. It really was. Um, and when we got to sing this, it's so playful for us. And I don't know if you saw the. Um, backstage um, little uh, video clip that we did yeah. of us talking <laughs> to it. 
that kind of sums up um, us fangirling over them and just having the best time. It just really felt like um, early steps when we had all that brand new energy and something was so exciting and so fun. And I think it's just what we needed as well, just to have something that we recognised and something for nostalgia for us too. Um, so, um, yeah, I hope that everybody um, enjoys it as much as we do. We know that the response on social media was massive and um, especially with the Pride uh, gigs that have gone on just recently. We've seen lots of clips um, or videos that people have sent in from people dancing in the bars and on the street. And um, yeah, we absolutely love this. And what an incredible production it was. Um, again, it's John Dixon's Seventh Heaven that's just made this track what it is. So much fun. I remember when, Dan, when you tech first texted me when you heard this song and you were like, oh my God, have you heard the Steps cover of Slightest Touch? Because uh, it was literally like a, a massive, someone opening a massive ba bag of energy and it just kind of hit you in the face. Just from like the first line uh, of the first verse, it's that fun, the funness, that's not a word, comes through uh, all the way, all the way through it. Oh, it really does. And it's um, when we first got the um, the go ahead with it. I mean, we all got our, our um, five star albums back on and just, to, <laughs> you know, to figure out how we were going to make it sort of a group number as well. I love that the boys are featuring um, on the verses and we're doing line by line because it's just not I don't like to say karaoke but for us it's kind of like it's like a dream song to play around with all together so yeah I'm really really happy with the way it turned out especially that sort of that massive sort of dance um uh intro uh, uh, interval in the middle as well I mean yeah just brilliant and you get the uh the, the spoken word part as well which must be really fun to deliver well, it's actually, if you listen closely, it's a mix of all of us. Um, I think probably mine's slightly louder, um, my my affected little voice. That's like, that was me, like, standing in front of a mirror when I was little. It, that's just how I delivered that. So much fun. Absolutely love it. And an interesting fact, and some one of our listeners pointed this out to us because it completely passed us by. When we did the track by track with you all for What the Future Holds Part 1... Yeah. Doing a doing a five star cover, somebody Dan, I can't remember who it was. Actually, H, I think. actually, yeah. actually mentioned it. Mentioned um, it then and there. Yeah, back uh, back kind of a year ago now. So, and look, we could actually bring it to life, and yeah. it happened. put it out there, and it happened. We had an exclusive on our hands, but just didn't realise it. Who <laughs> knew? Um, who knew? <laughs> uh, and I know you can't give anything away about the set list for the tour, and we all like a surprise, but. I do think you will have a riot on your hands if this isn't played. Just I need to warn you, I think. Okay, I have taken notes <laughs> and I want to make sure that that gets put on the table, let's say. <laughs> and I will, be, I will be starting that riot. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay get it. <laughs> you mentioned actually about hearing it in Pride and things like that. You've just reminded me, I was at Mighty Hoopla last weekend and I tweeted them <gasps> over and over again saying that if this isn't played at least 10 times, you know, it'll be a shame. Just realised I didn't hear it once, so I'm going to be writing a strongly worded letter of complaint actually about that. Oh. Dan, I'm surprised you can remember anything. Actually, oh, actually, actually good point. Actually, uh, good point though. Steps and Mighty Hoopla is would be the dream. Well, that's another conversation to be had. Hmm. That's it. So, that's the end of what the future holds. Part two. 
Uh, first of all, of course, thank you so much, Faye, Lee and Lisa, for joining us today. Thank you so much, guys. Um, it's actually always a pleasure to go over all the songs and have a little chat about it. Um, but also um, sort of rekindle our love for it and each track. It's um, really, really lovely to um, hear your take on it too. It deserves to be number one as well. There's no Gary Bloody Barlow this time. So fingers oh. crossed, everything crossed. We love Gary Barlow, of course, but fingers crossed, everything crossed. You really deserve it. Um, oh. And we can't wait to see uh, you on tour in just a few months. Yeah, come see us on tour. That's the next thing. We'll definitely be there. We'll be there. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Well, we, we certainly had a giggle catching up with Steps about what the future holds, part two. Dan, I might have missed it somewhere online. When is this album out? It's out today, Will. <laughs> or uh, if you're not listening on release day, it's out now. Uh, we'd love to know what you think about What the Future Holds Part 2. What are your standout tracks? What are you loving in the little nuances and moments in the songs? It's all in the detail, as ever, with Steps. At Trap by Track UK, uh, if you please. And also over on Patreon, if you also please. And don't forget, you can go back and check out some of our past Steps episodes. We've done Spectacular, we've done Buzz, we've done What the Future Holds. Which one next, Will? Or probably uh, Step 1 or uh, Tears on the Dance Floor. That was a banger, wasn't it? Mm. So, thanks for listening today. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the other nine episodes that might be coming your way. Until next time, I've been Lisa Scott Lee. And I've been the lovely Ian H. Watkins. Goodbye. We're having, a, we're having something for a speaker here. I'll change my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole wall fell down before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hotel's falling down. Sounds like a lovely place. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, we've always had a, a long-standing affiliation with, with ABBA, and we've always loved... Um, the hotel's falling down, guys. I mean, you couldn't like this. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Can you hear that? Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's fun. It's great to do. And I think because we we are a band of mixed folk. Oh. I actually feel like the cameras are going to come out in a minute. <laughs>